Welcome to the Disruption Podcast with Keegan Sard. A podcast all about the disruption in our lives, how to move with the times, and how it has only just begun. Can I actually transform my industrial revolution company and compete with one of these startups or platform companies? Or do I have to start over? Get ahead of the curve, ahead of the curve. and learn about new and emerging technologies that are shaping the world of tomorrow. The world of tomorrow. Welcome back to season two of the Disruption Podcast. It's been a crazy year and I wanted to delve into that. 2019 was a little crazy and uh, crazier than I expected. So I didn't get the opportunity to post as much as I wanted to. There's still a lot of content I'd like to get through over the coming months. And I thought 2020, new year, let's get into it. Last year, a lot of travel, uh, working with different teams and, and across the US and Dubai and France, which was a lot of fun and just a lot of different businesses, different problems, a lot of playing with technical stacks and strategy, which is the fun work that I love to do. So 300,000 kilometers down and I think I'm gold on Emirates, Qantas and Virgin now, which is just next level. I don't know if I'll be able to comp- do that again this year, but we'll, we'll see. When it comes to 2020, I thought, well, there's no better time like now to get into it and have a play and get back into putting some thoughts out there and just seeing what everyone thinks. So love to get your thoughts on that. And hasn't it started like crazy in Australia? We've had the bushfires that were just hella crazy this year. We've had then a flood in Sydney that was like polar opposite. And then we've had this coronavirus, which I'm pretty scared about this. A lot of people aren't talking as much about this as I think they should be. A lot of people I see on Twitter keep saying it's just the flu. And I'm like, this has a death rate of over 2%. And I'm not entirely sure that we're getting all the information here. Like you look at the, the numbers and... Like there was a day this week that it went up like 10,000 had been confirmed cases in a day. Is it really, you know, 68,000 or is it 100,000? I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty scary stuff. And the flow on effect that it's going to have to the economy here in Australia needs to be spoken about more. And a lot of people aren't talking about it. Like our university sector, nearly 50% is international students and a lot of them are Asian students and they can't come back at the moment. Like there's been no reprieve on letting Chinese nationals back into the country. So that's a real concern for a $6 billion industry. We've got oil that's already down 20%. We've got manufacturing down. We've got travel down, hotels, airlines, etc. We've got exports, so wine, food, live exports, you name it. Like it's all down. Um then you talk about the the scary stuff around manufacturing. A lot of it gets made in Asia and it's not getting made. So there's going to be a flow on effect for months around the supply chain. A lot of small businesses I talk to are saying, well, we can't get goods or we can't get that part fixed because that part's in China. So is it one quarter of negative growth or is it two or more? I think I'm leaning more to two or more, but that's just me. But look, I digress. Uh, t- today's podcast is not around <laughs> death and destruction, as my wife likes to say. I think I get too excited about macroeconomic trends, but it's more about 
productivity tools and and what I'm seeing, what I'm enjoying, and and what what's coming that I'm just really loving right now. And I I wanted to share with that with you. It's not going to be a long podcast. I'm thinking circa ten minutes, and we're just going to just deep dive into some of the things that have really had an impact on my life, productivity wise, or what's coming and and what I'm really excited about. The first one I can't speak more hardly about is called Superhuman. It's an email app by a guy in the US called Raul Vera and his team of incredible rock stars. They have reimagined what Gmail would look like today if they built it from scratch. So it's super fast. It's got keyboard shortcuts. He's an ex-game designer and he focuses on flow. And I think that's super important when you're trying to play with something that most people don't like. When you get to inbox zero, you get this huge weight listed off your shoulders. It it feels great. And it's this thing where you can just take time and look at one email at a time and really triage it properly. They've really thought of everything and, it, and they do gamify it a little bit, but gamify it with the intent of inbox zero. And I think they've done a marvelous job and I can't wait to see what they bring out later in the year. There's now 220,000 people on this wait list and They've waitlisted everyone. They've they've got an onboarding process that's just different and takes away pretty much everything you would ever do. So they started charging when the the app wasn't even built. It was an alpha release, and they started charging twenty bucks a month for it. Then didn't have an iPhone app, didn't have an app at all. They still don't have Android. They don't have a Windows app. They are very sp- particular around their their marketing persona of who they're trying to target and boy their onboarding experience is next level for a software company and i think that if anyone's at the same price point that 30 dollars plus a month they need to have some serious thoughts around how they onboard so when you get invited to superhuman and you're not on the wait list you get a message from the head of growth sahar and, and you fill out a survey and based on your survey results they will tell you if you're in or out based on if they can serve you well and effectively reduce their churn. And say it all goes well and you tick the right boxes, then you get a up to 30-minute video call with one of their team members who teach you how to use it. This thing's next level. And according to Rayul, it is scalable. I always joke with him that it's not, and he always replies on Twitter. And he goes, yeah, of course it is. It's scalable. We can do it. And I'm like, wow, this is just next level. So... I think a lot of software companies are going to have to start rethinking the way they onboard users and being user-centric and user-first. I love it. I can't speak more highly about it. I would probably go as far as to say that if I joined a company or took a gig and they asked me, they, they wanted to give me an email, I wouldn't take the email unless it was back on Gmail because I wouldn't want to not use Superhuman. And that is a huge call. That's a call that really excites me. The next app I wanted to talk about was Calendar. No one's really come close to this since Sunrise was deprecated a few years back. Woven is the calendar app that's pretty much the closest I've seen so far to that. Tim Campos, ex-CIO of Facebook, has gone out with a team and is recreating the calendar app. And scheduling's automated, a lot of AI improvements. He's even had an API with Uber. So you can just go to your calendar, see what your next meeting is. And go, oh, shit, I need an Uber. You can request a ride from the calendar app and it goes straight into Uber 
and the best part about it is then the address is in there and it just takes you where you need to go. So you're saving, just like Superhuman, you're saving a few minutes here and there and that adds up at the end of the day when you're on the road. So somebody to think about. Highly recommend Woven. Woven's actually on Office 365 and on G Suite. Definitely worth checking out. The next one I wanted to talk about is around surveying your customers. I don't think this is done enough and it blows my mind that we don't ask for feedback. If you Google Superhuman and Rails journey, he's always been about product market fit and the engine around that. And him and a few others have created an incredible way to market and measure that around how disappointed someone is in your product, especially if it's a software product. Getting feedback quarterly, monthly, yearly, just do it. It's just crazy not to. I don't under, you're going to hit a few bits and pieces that you might not have been expecting, but then it changes your entire mindset. And then you can go further and double down on that. If someone has a problem with me, I just don't charge them. If they really don't feel like that I've added value in their business, I just go to pay the bill. Done. Move on. And they're shocked by that. And I'm like, let's unpack that further because that's my brand promise to you. It's very important to me that I surprise and delight you on every project that I work on because I want the next gig and the best referral for me is a word of mouth referral from a current or previous client. A lot of the stuff I've been doing recently has been around helping teams that are either going remote or have remote teams uh, embedded in their organizations. Not, not fully remote, but they're on the path. The one I wanted to talk about was one called Fleetsmith. And this is for a company that is Mac-centric. With Fleetsmith, you can pay a monthly fee and then set up your entire deployment architecture for your apps and your hardware. And you get a new starter coming on, just going to Fleetsmith, and you can then buy the Apple Mac and it will get sent and deployed with your app set already on it. So the the hire or the new staff member or the consultant can open up that computer and it just works. And that's really, really cool. I think that's going to be next level for a lot of businesses starting to deploy remote teams. Um, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this in the future, but I love it because at the end of the day, you either have a 30-mile radius of guns to hire or you have the world. And I would rather have a pool of people in the world that I can go and hire that are just rock stars in their own niche or whatever they're doing and get that talent pool instead of being restricted to Adelaide, Sydney, New York, London, whatever. I prefer that you look bigger and look broader than anywhere else. We've all been PowerPointing and keynoting for years, but there's been two companies that are doing a really interesting job in this space. The first one is Pitch.com. Pitch.com is trying to be the digital version for that. Think Envision or Frame.io for pitch decks, which is really, really cool. Launching later in the year, I've had a play with it. It's really exciting where they're going because there's online collaboration and you can play around with it and it's all really, really cool. The second is called beautiful.ai and they're taking a different approach to decks in regards to you feed it the content, it feeds you back the design. So you can do a really stunningly looking presentation in a matter of minutes and it's just done for you. The next one I wanted to talk about was one that saved me some time with electronic signatures. Everyone has contracts or NDAs that you have to sign and that's a, just a nightmare. So we devised a little 
sort of automated thing between Typeform and, and a company called HelloSign, and they've got a really powerful API. It was great because what it could allow us to do is fill out a survey, get an NDA or a contract, and it's just all filled out and signed and no interaction, no touch point from the staff. If you're doing three to four of these a day, pretty time consuming. It means you've got an admin overhead that you have to play with. It saved us a lot of time. I wanted to leave on one company called Mercury. I have a lot of American friends and small businesses that listen to this podcast. And I wanted to touch on Mercury Bank. Banking for me, I, I touched on it in a previous episode, but for me, it's just so shit. Bank have just lost their way with how big their organizations are. They're very slow to move. They don't provide really fascinating feature sets. And, and Mercury's changing the game for the small business startup landscape. So API banking, really innovative, intuitive, and being user-centric. If you are in the US and you need a new bank for your business, I highly recommend checking out Mercury Bank. That's probably it for me. It has been a really interesting few months and I look forward to bringing you episode two in a couple of weeks. I'm going to try and do them a little bit more than monthly is the plan, but let's just stick to monthly at the moment and see how we go. My Twitter DMs are open, so if you have any comments, anything you want to hear, if you want to have a chat further about anything that I've mentioned today, reach out anytime. Till next time. Thank you for tuning into the Disruption Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, make sure to subscribe and share the podcast with friends and colleagues. With friends and colleagues.